It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I'm your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, is Aaron Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Hey, it's June 1st. Why isn't Aaron Rodgers gone yet? I, I actually um, read through the CBA, and it's on or before and then after June 1st. So, Got it. Uh, technically, I guess, midnight. <laughs> and probably midnight Eastern, because that's how the league is built to revolve around Eastern time and the Eastern time zone and only yeah. that. Well, and Ken Ingalls is a great follow on uh, Twitter. He's the capologist, the CPA that kind of really has a, the down and dirty on the cap. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> what was his thing? Well, his tweet today was something like, well, it's June 1st and Aaron Rodgers wasn't traded, nor will he ever be. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still or nor will, will not or nor, be. Will, or nor will he be this season, I think is what he said, yeah. Yeah, he still so. will not be traded. That's that's absolutely hundred percent correct. Because I mean, the Packers, the Packers have to get a haul. They'd have to get a quarterback in it too, because they have a Super Bowl contending team. And unless you can help right now, what's the point <laughs> in trading, right? So they'll get the same thing from after the season too. So yeah, so there's no real point to doing that. So yeah. that's where we are. Um, hope everybody had a wonderful uh, Memorial Day weekend, or at least uh, had had the time or at least had the reflection or had to, you know, had what you were hoping to get out of this weekend. There's a lot of different ways of approaching the weekend. Obviously, uh, Aaron and I both as, as veterans, obviously understand the gravity of the weekend, but it is nice to get out and it is nice to, to have that little extra time with your families, uh, especially as we are all kind of pouring out of the, uh, the whole <laughs> COVID abyss here. So I hope everybody, had a weekend that they could enjoy or at least have some relief from and uh we're glad to have you back we're coming at you a day late because aaron and i both also took memorial day uh to be with our families and to do things with our families outside and i went to a game i went to the brewer game if you follow me on twitter you'd know about this and that's where Mm -hmm. i'll tell you that you can follow me on twitter at not so humble host i say it right at the top of the show every week that's exactly where you find me you can also follow this podcast. You can follow the podcast at Scotty Johnny Pod. And Aaron, I believe you're on Twitter, right? Uh, yes, John. I am at Cheddar Talk, at Cheddar Talk. And if you follow me, you would know that I was uh, in Chicago this weekend. Uh, pro tip, Wisconsin. Instead of driving north on 90, 39, 90, 94 into the great northern woods of Wisconsin and uh, having to fight with traffic, if you drive the opposite way to Chicago, there is no traffic. And then when you come back from <laughs> Chicago on Memorial Day weekend, all the traffic is backed up into Wisconsin and there's no traffic going back to Wisconsin. So I think that might be a new permanent thing for us <laughs> going and visiting our friends in Chicago. Oh, yeah, oh, by the way, in Chicago where COVID is over, apparently. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> What was, was the, the fun one I saw was something that's like, you can go into restaurants if you're uh, immunized or a liar. <laughs> so, right. so, of course, either one of those, Oh man, which is no, most it, of us. And we went into the city. Our friends live out in the west suburbs, and we went into the city on Sunday, and it was uh, 
it was perfect because, you know, if it gets too hot in the city with all that concrete, it sucks walking around. So it was like 65. So you get in the shadow of the buildings or any trees. I, we walked the lakefront was packed. It was beautiful. It was sunny 65. Uh, we took the water taxi down to Navy pier and uh, just walked around and it was, it was great. There's a uh, Chicago's a great city and it can be um, to visit. I just, I just hate all their North. Uh, I just hate their baseball team. One baseball team, not the other yeah. one. I kind of like the other and one. And their football team. <laughs> and if, oh, and I, oh, God, yeah. And uh, yes. And I don't like their the, hockey the team. And I've decided I'm, I don't like their soccer team either. Just because. Neut- ne- neutral on the hockey team because I don't get into hockey as much. But uh, yeah, yeah, and then I hate their soccer team really bad. I don't mind their women's soccer team. That's JJ uh, Watt's wife's on that team. So we'll, we'll give them a little pass. And I cheer for every NBA, WNBA team. So there you go. <laughs> exactly. That's a good. That's a good call to make. Um, all right, uh, we've got all of the the major stuff up out of the way here, so why don't we kick everything off? Get right into a, to what we uh, we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, so for main event, we're going to start off. We're going to talk bucks, and we're going to start with bucks because the bucks they're the best actual story going on right now. Because I'm not gonna. We're gonna. We'll roll through stupid Aaron Rodgers fake stories later. Um, it's fantastic, but we're gonna we're gonna start with Bucks because my goodness, did they look good this week? Just, yeah, just incredible. Um, and and Aaron and I will fully like we we really believe in in owning our mistakes and uh, crowing about our wins. We are owning this mistake. This was the team we were most afraid of. I think here, both of us, right? Well, I think what was it? We in the we, east, we, at least in the yeah, east. Yeah, in, in in the east, just because of the matchups, because of history last year. Um, even though this year they played pretty well against them, considering, but just like the matchup problems, the ability of uh, the ability of Jimmy Butler to be a top five talent player he is not i repeat he is not a top five talent but he can be for some reason like he has this weird ability to turn it on at certain times um spolster is a great coach um really was and 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 i think and i you know you hear everybody talk about the nets too and that is that you know you talk about like things going wrong in the locker room because things are going bad um if the celtics somehow pull off a win tonight against the nets when that team goes, they're going to go off like a powder keg on the court. <laughs> they're going to implode. <laughs> so you know that that's the thing with the Nets is that th- there's that implode factor, and not a scared of not scared of Philadelphia at all. So um, yeah, it was, and just the way the the Bucks got bounced out of the bubble playoffs last year by the Heat in just just the most inglorious fashion, just like like what he, it's, Eddie Izzard's line, like a fly in the cupboard, slowly dying. <laughs> you know, like right. yeah, that's kind of how it worked out. And, um, and I think they were already two up two zero when we did the show last week. And I think we said the yep. cliche. I think you said the cliche bucks and six. I think I said bucks and five because I figured the Heat would get at least one. But holy smokes, uh, not the case at all. I don't know if I said bucks and six. I think I I definitely thought they'd split in Miami though, mm-hmm. and I thought that that was kind of kind of the direction they were headed, especially after that second game. That the Bucks had that kind of you know they they'd won one where they didn't play well, which is not generally the sort of thing they've been particularly known for doing last several years. But they won a game where they were not playing well, and then 
they they managed to just when they did play well they just you know shot the lights out and just just destroyed mm-hmm. Miami in that second uh, game, and that was kind of the story of the thing from here on out. This this, this series was just kind of the the Bucks were by and large just way the better team, and I was trying to look back on this. It's like the two things that we talked about. Like Jimmy Butler has the ability to turn it on in the playoffs and just just take over games. He definitely did it last year. Um, he definitely made it. Uh, just he's he's the biggest thing that that changed that series around last year for this team, and he didn't do anything in this series. Well, and and, and Tyler Hero deciding to be a hero, yeah, right? And Tyler Hero crazy. disappeared entirely. I I didn't no, hear I, a I didn't word from him. him. Um, yeah, Robinson was more important as a three point shooter than Hero was, and and Robinson didn't do all that much. I guess like game one he had twenty four points because he had a couple big plays in overtime. But yeah, like. That first game was 107, 109. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy Butler shoots four of 22 to get 17 points. And you're like, mm-hmm. geez. His wow. shooting percentage was really low. It was like a quarter, like 25% ish. I know that. Yeah, I'm just trying to go back through each game. And then he gets uh, game two, he shot four of 10 for 10 points. All right. And then in game three, he goes 17 or sorry, seven of 17. And gets 19 points, but still just Ooh. shooting is terrible in some of these. And then finished up by just, uh, let's see, where's the last one here? I just want to double check this. Uh, oops, I'm sorry. I'm looking at Bucks. Yeah, four of 15 in the last game. Four of 15 for 12 points. Like He had 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and 12 points. So he does get the triple-double. But, I mean, it's mm. just he played 38 <laughs> minutes, shot 15 times. He was negative 18 on the plus minus. I'm so glad they stole that stat from hockey because plus minus is great. He he was a negative 18 on the floor. Fantastic. Not the worst, but I mean, part of it's because he played 38 of the uh, 48 minutes there. Playing playing the whole game. And, you know, it's really a tribute to, to, um, you, you know, the person that, the person who can walk around with their chin held high this week uh, is coach bud because his uh all the things he got knocked for and we wanted him fired for last <laughs> what was that what was the end of the bubble like september i forget anyway <laughs> i forget when this, four or five i wanted to say ago. when when they got knocked out of the playoffs last may that was not the point that was not the case they were still playing basketball until september yeah. in a weird season short off season signing all these new players and all questioning you know like how is this team going to come together with uh, Drew Holiday and some of the new additions, um, losing some players, yeah. uh, you know, and then bringing PJ Tucker. Who do we bring in Tucker, and who's the other one we brought in? Well, Drew Holiday, obviously. No, I mean oh, late, late. In. Who do we bring in oh. late? Oh, well, I forgot the other trade was they had there. Um, shoot, I'm not thinking of it right now. I'll okay. Well, I'll talk while you think about it. But anyways, you know, and like, how is this team going to come together, and how is this going to work? And uh, I, I, I shot a text to you. Uh, after game three, which was the beatdown. That's the one where they won by 35, 34 points, 132 to 98. Um, so, or excuse me, game two is the, the beatdown. Game three yeah. was the one where they held them to 84. It was 113 to 84. Yeah. That was my point, which was a real defensive stand. I mean, 21 points a quarter. Come on, this is the NBA. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> anyways, um, 
But uh, I texted you and uh, some other friends that uh, Drew Holiday is the best player on the box, and I have to qualify that because I kind of got burnt on Twitter for saying the same thing. Yeah. And, and I guess I, the way I should have said it better was that Drew Holiday is the stir that uh, the, the the straw that stirs the drink, because without him, they don't. This is what the problem was, and yeah, I know we still get point forward Giannis every once in a while, but you know. The big problem when they lost to the Raptors in the finals is basically they just took five, four or five defenders and put them on Giannis and didn't let him drive the lane, just shut him down and frustrated him and made the other four players beat him, and they couldn't. The other four players of the Bucks couldn't. And so, it, you know, the whole offense revolved around Giannis. Now, I would venture to say, and I will argue this, that the offense goes around Drew Holiday, and that's fine. That's great. He is the point guard. When he, if he is running, if he is running the game, Giannis can be, do his thing and not have to worry about being the center of attention. You know, he can just be the the seven foot tall. Um, dang it! Just yeah, power forward. Like, just no, no, seven foot tall. Russell, he's seven foot tall. Russell was oh yeah, he can he can just be that. Chris Middleton is getting open shots. You know, because Chris Middleton's, you know, because Giannis, Giannis isn't, he's an okay passer, but he's not a great passer. He's a driver scorer, just beast, right? Well, and yeah. so, and so now you got Drew Holiday who's finding Chris Middleton outside. I mean, everyone's getting involved. PJ Tucker's getting involved. Shoot, Brett Forbes had 20 some odd points that one night because guess what? You have to put two people on him, two people on Holiday, and then you have one person for the other three. And if Forbes sitting, wide open at the three-point line, guess what that guy's good at doing? Shooting three-pointers yeah. unguarded. Yeah, catch, it, catch, catch, catch and shoot three-pointers. That's what he's really good at. Yeah, Brent, and he did it a lot. And that's and that's because of Drew Holiday. And I, I would venture to say that Drew Holiday is 100% an A-plus pickup in the offseason. Like not, there's absolutely. not a lot of A-plus trades. That was an A-plus trade. Whatever we gave up for him was completely worth it. Um, he makes everybody better. And and then on defense too, he defends the toughest guy on the court always. And so guess what? Now Giannis doesn't have to, now he can guard someone more, you know, and if you're guarding someone who's not as good and you're way better than them, then you're guarding them better. Chris Middleton, who's good at playing defense is now guarding somebody better. Brooke Lopez, you know, is guarding somebody who's not as good, you know? And so it knocks down, he, he, he not, he, by being number one, he pushes everybody else down for defending and, even people like PJ Tucker who aren't good defenders per se are playing out of their mind because he makes them better defenders too. Because now PJ Tucker is guarding someone who's not as good as if he wasn't there. Cause you're guarding one up. PJ Tucker is a very good defender, which is exactly why they brought him in. He spent most of his time on Jimmy Butler when he was on the floor. Um, it okay, was him, sorry, or, him or Giannis who spent a lot of their time out there. And uh, I think they're saying most of the time it was either Giannis or, Tucker, who was actually guarding Butler most of that series, and yeah, Tucker, his big thing is coming out there and doing the de- you know doing that defense, just just staying out there. He's not a big scorer, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, Drew Holiday changes that. Having him and Tucker and Giannis all on the floor together gives you a lot, and then you know, having Brooke in the back to just kind of clean things up too, really just just changed so much. This defense looks even better than last year. And that, that's saying a lot because it was a very good defense last year. This was not a bad defense last year. Just they, they did uh, just beat up the, the, the heat in this one. And, man, yeah, just they were leaving Jimmy Butler to shoot threes because he can't. 
because he just can't. That's not what he does. And um, it's no. the the thing that I guess was weirdest too is I mean, first off, yes, the Bucks and their defense and the rotation worked well. Uh, Jimmy Butler didn't work, which is the one thing we were afraid would happen. The other thing, like you mentioned at the beginning, was Spolstra. We thought Spolstra's going to come up with something, and you said we said last week we're like he's going to make a change here. You got to get ready to adjust for it, but he really didn't. It's no, and in, in fact, it was their low, lowest scoring game was the next game after we said the, that, you know. <laughs> the, the best part in that one is um, the Bucks hit 86 points after three quarters, and Miami finished with 84. Aye. Like, the Bucks could have just dribbled out the shot clock every single time on the floor and still won. Um, <laughs> technically, yeah. I guess. You know, maybe maybe on Monday, I think maybe I said that they swept and maybe you said they lost one. Maybe that's what it was. I Might forget. We should, yeah. we should we should we should listen to our old podcast before. Nah, whatever. This nah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Who listens uh, to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, but my no. mom does. I know that. There's True. one, and some some dude, in, some dude, some dude in Belarus. Uh, good day, Loves Belarus. Us. But yeah, no. The big thing I was always kind of surprised in in watching this series was that Spolstra didn't really change up much. His plan seemed to still be, and I maybe. It could entirely be that Jimmy Butler does not care what the plan was. Because the plan right. the plan still seemed to be that Jimmy Butler would generally have the ball and Jimmy Butler would generally try to create a mid range shot or a shot near the rim, which is exactly what the Bucks are built to stop. Like mm-hmm. like they they kicked out some, but the kickouts, I mean, that didn't work at all. It just it wasn't working. Nobody was hitting on Miami, which mm-hmm. definitely changed everything. You have to be hitting your threes every night or you're done against this Bucks mm-hmm. team. Yep. And yeah, Miami tried to to find ways to create their own shots and it just wasn't going to work. And I think the other thing with like Giannis last especially like Toronto and some last year was driving to the rim and if there's nothing there, he kicks out because there's four guys standing at the line then. Mm-hmm. In this situation now with with, with Holiday and uh, Middleton in there, you can even kick shorter because they can still finish at the rim. Mm-hmm. Uh, in any number of other ways, while you're still adjusting to a much faster pass, and it doesn't have to be a three-point shot. Then he, he's got he's got options that are that are better closer to the rim when he gets in there. And he also, I mean, Giannis for a couple of these games was not particularly himself. Miami does play very well against Giannis. They they played pretty well against him in this series mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, he got triple double in the last game, but you know Jimmy Butler got a triple double on the other side and they got swept. So mm-hmm. it was that was nice, but uh, the the bigger things in this series, I guess, were more like there were several players who stepped up in individual games. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last game, the, the biggest thing that stands up to me is um, Lopez is your highest scorer, and Bryn Forbes mm-hmm. gets you twenty. I think they had four players get to twenty. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, and Miami's the worst trash talking fan base in sports apparently because they tried making fun of Giannis shooting uh, free throws, and then no, he just cu- made all of them down. After, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, they, then they, they, I think they're counting up. Yeah, and, they're counting to ten because he'd gotten the ten second violation in game one. Oh, okay. Well, then where, where after if you they hold start the ball counting because he's because Giannis takes forever to throw a, shoot a free throw, okay. but once they start once they start counting to ten. He actually started shooting better. Yeah, he made like three of his next four. <laughs> it was like, right, keep exactly. it up. You guys are not, it's not working. They chanted overrated at a team that swept them this year. You know, and that, and this also, and your, what you're saying also feeds into the value of, of Holiday as a 
point guard distributor yep. is that yes, Giannis slashing to the hoop, taking up four dudes and kicking it out. Yeah, he might be finding someone open, but it might not be exactly the best pass in that situation. You know, you're just throwing it out to someone who's open because you're sucking up four dudes. And not only that, that is a tough way to play. And your career is going to be shortened if you get, you know, just beat up like that, just constantly just running into people like and playing that kind of and can just getting hacked and whacked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that so that works for Giannis. But to have an actual distributor, like an actual point guard that can, you know, maybe who can do this, it can drive himself too, or can move the ball well and can redistribute and can find a dude who's maybe in a better position to be shooting instead of just the dude who happens to be open behind the guy who's driving. You know, if does that make sense at all? Like, I mean, like, it, I mean, Drew Holiday is actually making the offense work and the offense has a, has a real identity to it instead of just drive the lane, kick out, drive the lane, kick out, drive the lane, kick out, which kind of seems like what the Bucks were doing for the last two years almost. And I think Middleton and others are probably getting better looks. And yeah, and 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 the other thing is, soon Middleton can drive too. Like people forget that. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, he's slick in the he's slick in the lane, man. So yeah, it looks like the Bucks now. Uh, I think it's pretty well set now. The the Nets just won today, so it will be the Nets. They win in five. Dang. I was really uh, hoping the Celtics would win. They'd just implode on the court. But anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, the two and the three, uh, Nets and Bucks. Um, I I really think the Wizards, or the, uh, pardon me, that the uh, the Heat was a better matchup against the Bucks than what we're looking at here. I mean, they can they can do this. I mean, it's definitely, the Nets are not a bad team. They finished second for a reason. They were, they were one of the better teams in the East. But I just think that the Bucks seem to have the ability to stay with them and definitely Giannis steps up against KD and he has uh this season has looked pretty good against them so we'll kind of see what happens here but I think the Bucks win this one it's not going to be as easy as this I would ha- I, I would be very surprised no. but man the this Bucks defense I mean the way they looked here they look ready they look primed and they will not play again until Saturday it sounds like well and um, uh um and the Bucks do tend to have. Sorry, I'm looking up something here in the background too. The Bucks, the Bucks do have uh, Harden's number. They really do. Yeah. Like it, it, go, going back to the Houston days. Um, Straight gonna steal a, a take from at Wisco Grant. Uh, he does the Wisco Sports Show on uh, WKTY Zone Madison and Sports Talk 1051 in Eau Claire. Uh, he's based out of Lacrosse, and uh, that was. Having the after a week off, just to address what you just said about the week off here, like maybe it's best that they're the away team and the first game is on the road. So when they come out and shoot really bad and they lose, it'll be on the road. Because if you come out near the home team after a week off and you have a bad first game, like that's wasting that's 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 wasting home corner advantage and that's bad you can come back from losing the first game on the road as the away team especially with the what is it the nba's the one they play do they play every other game or is it one are they one two one 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 are they one two or one three or two three two or whatever i forget no there's something something one 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 so that's okay so it's two two one 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 Two two one 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 so you know yeah yeah, after one one you know you get you get your you get your Socks rocked at uh, in game one because he had the week off and you're cold shooting and probably come back game two and maybe steal one and then come back home and two and then yeah so 
Was the NHL the first ones to do the two two one one one? I don't know that. That's that's not uh, that's not in my wheelhouse. I guess. I mean, it would be it would be like the NHL to do that because for for as much as I hate their commissioner, like the N- the NHL <laughs> is uh, Batman is Batman still their commissioner? He is. Yes. Okay, yeah, so I still hate him. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's, that's how much I pay attention to hockey. But it would be like hockey to innovate that. Like, hockey is always at the front end of, like, trying new stuff. Yeah. They really are. They're the opposite of baseball for trying new stuff. <laughs> yes. Like, and they try it at the top level rather than... I can't believe Major League Baseball puts a dude at second base. I never thought that was a thing. I was like, when you heard about that, like, five years ago, you're like, that's a really good idea for extra innings. So we're yeah. not here until the 16th inning burning out pitchers yeah i never thought it would be a thing anyways but yeah so no that's uh that was my thought on the uh, uh straight stealing from uh grant blyce uh okay. wisco sports show what are your yeah. thoughts on 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 the nets if we've got the nets here coming up uh, your thoughts i mean they they took five to get past the celtics who were not They're... particularly good this year i mean they, they didn't get anything going at almost any point during this season it seemed like a a real rough row for the Celtics this year, but the East being what it is, they get in um, the seven. So they had to go in through the play-in system too, and everything. So yeah, it's right. And I mean, they've Boston's got a ton of injuries, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Um, so the like I said about the Nets, the Nets are a team full of um, the, the three superstars. Are teams are, are the superstars in the league who can't have always been second fiddles. They can't be the head honcho you know kd kid kd was when he was in okc but he can then be the head honcho if he has other guys with him right and he is now but i mean but the thing is yeah. he's the one that is the bad not necessarily the bad kd out of all not the bad teammate but these are three petulant children that always <laughs> need to get their way and you know with Kyrie, it was in cleveland you know, he won a championship, but that's, you know, LeBron James makes everybody better that he plays with. Right. Look, I mean, hey, look at look at Anthony Davis. He had uh, Drew Holiday and um, who's the other guy that played with him in New Orleans? Uh, shoot. Russell, right? The... Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. So I, I know Either I way. saw that on a tweet recently and I was like, I guess I don't even remember any of that. But yeah, OK. Right. No. Yeah. No. AD had very good players with him. And, and everyone's okay. like, oh, AD is AD is the best player in basketball. No, he's not. LeBron James is hands down. Let's stop talking about this because he makes everyone. He made Chris Bosh better. He made Dwayne Wade better. You know, he made he made an entire Cleveland team that was like twenty and sixty the next year after he left better. <laughs> you know, he went in that. and uh, yeah. But I mean, so KD. I mean, KD has the skill set to be the best basketball player in the world. He really does. I really like KD a lot. Uh, he's a little bit of a whiner. The the burner Twitter accounts is kind of weird. Three that is... three being coming being on his third team when you're as good as he is. Like I get you know no I get LeBron jumped around too. He went from Cleveland to Miami back to Cleveland now to L.A. But yeah. he's a brand too. And but yeah. I mean like for the most part, if you're a really good player, you don't bounce around that much. Plus LeBron had didn't have a short cup of coffee at each place he went to. The shortest cup of coffee he had was Cleveland the second time through. Second, yeah, that's a yeah. second chance at so, it too. So. But that was a team he was already with. Um, so at any time, you know, he can just be a – you just quit. 
Um, <laughs> Hard, Harden, Harden, Harden left OKC. He left a great situation with Westbrook, Durant, and him. My God, OKC was drafting like mad back in those days. Those and three on Serge one Ibaka. team. And Serge Ibaka. And Serge Ibaka as a fourth guy. And they should have won. And then Harden stepped over Nichols to get dimes in Houston and never did a single thing down there. Wasted mm-hmm. his prime playing for uh, D'Antonio, who never wins anything. And I don't know why everyone loves him. He's never done. He it's had a lot watch. of exciting Suns teams. And then, to watch. and then uh, Kyrie Irving's washed up. And so I say all these things because it, and, and then Blake Griffin's out there too. And Blake Griffin's a shadow of his former self. You know, we were pumping up a little bit on yeah. his podcast a couple weeks ago, but I mean, he's not high flying Blake Griffin anymore. He's, no. he's a, he's a good serviceable veteran. Don't get me wrong. And I like Blake Griffin and he's got an acting career in front of him, but uh, yeah, he was I, just uh, in the um, Mitchell's versus the machines. Yeah, he was as a voice <laughs> for one of the robots. Yeah, he was. You won't recognize him because they definitely really um, auto-tunes his voice for the bit, too. So. Right. So so, so the first three are very unlikable. Blake Griffin, very likable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, problem with especially Blake. jumping over moving cars. Anyways, but uh, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, so uh, I, I mean, this, I, team this, team has, this team has the talent to blow the bucks out. They also have such a fragile ego core that at any time this team could fall apart on the floor right in front. And I'm waiting for the pressure of the playoffs to make that happen. And the bucks aren't a bunch of kids anymore. Giannis isn't a kid anymore. Chris Middleton's not a kid anymore, even though he looks like a sixth grader with a beard. Um, Drew brings a, a, a quiet intensity and toughness to the team. So does PJ Tucker. Um, and they're not going to get pushed around. The thing that could really beat them, though, like you said, the one thing that beats the Bucks is three pointers. And if Harden and KD start decide to drain, start deciding to drain fifty foot three pointers, left and yeah. right, they just the game they just played against uh, Boston here. They shot forty six point nine percent from three. If they do yeah. that, then that's that's the series there. That's what happens in this series, basically. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, so so that's what's problematic. So I mean, it's it's a, it's a weird thing. It's hard to handicap because, yeah, the Nets could be the best team on planet Earth, talent wise. They probably are for the for their starting five, at least for the top three. But I mean, yeah, I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna say Bucks and five. I'm gonna do it. I'm just I'm so very excited with how they're playing right now. I think the Bucks take this one in five. I think the defense clamps down and gets this done. You know, I love that it's cliched bucks and six, but there's only three <laughs> ways to win a series, and it's or there's no sorry, there's there's four ways to win a series, right? It'd be four, five, six, or seven. So basically, and the most likely one is six. So yeah, I think I think the Nets will give them a little bit more of a run. I think this one's going to go seven games. Ooh, and all right, I really do. I because of what I said, I think, and and because of the three pointing, the three point ability of the Nets. To like, there's gonna be a there's gonna be at least one game where KD and Harding just go berserk from three. Yeah, I think it'll be one at least, and we'll see how how all of that kind of plays out here. But I don't even know who thought. else is on the team. I'm sure they got some other good three point shooters too, but those two are ridiculous. But I do also, do also yeah. see Harding having a meltdown at some point during the series. <laughs> yeah, so, that's that's, that's and, always and, and, an option. And Kyrie Irving saying something, um, the over under on Kyrie Irving saying something stupid is one and a half. 
<laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Something in there. All right. Moving and, in. And, 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 and if you believe in the Bucks, and if you believe in the fix on the Bucks, is in on the Bucks, and the NBA doesn't want him to get past, get into the finals. I, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of just really bad calls. Like I, I, I I'm, I'm going to call that right now too because I'm one of those Bucks conspiracy theorists. So there you go. Anyways, sorry, John. I know it's time to move on to the next. We spent Packer time on the Bucks for two weeks in a row, John. Yeah, that's because the Packer stuff is really sad at this point for the most part. Um, yeah. We want to stay, stay at this point. We're going to stay kind of uh, up here a little bit. We're going to talk about the fact that the Brewers won five straight. They're almost certainly losing today. It's a uh, 10-6 <laughs> as we're talking right now because the Brewers can't stop giving up runs yeah. to the freaking Tigers. The, the Tigers are not a good team, and they have had a hard time uh, hitting them. And right up, <laughs> Robbie Grossman is up, but I don't care what you call yourself. I know Faramir of Gondor when I see him, and that is exactly who you are. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyhow, I mean, like, the Brewers had – a nice little run here. They got uh, three straight against the Nats. The Nats are a worse version of the Brewers. Um, the game on, oh, was that, that was Sunday. The Sunday game with uh, Woodruff going against Scherzer. I mean, if you love pitching, holy cow, was that good. Mm-hmm. Both pitchers go seven, I believe, and both of them had ten strikeouts. Um, well, and, and Scherzer's still really good, right? Like, Oh, yeah. He hasn't. Yeah, he, he could really catch Cy Young strikeout numbers. I mean, like that's still in play for him at this point. <laughs> sorry, ex- excuse that. So I didn't. Yeah, sorry about the blasphemy, John. But anyways, <laughs> no, that's that's some that's like saying you're going to catch Ty Cobb's hitting numbers. Yeah, those are those are not numbers that uh, that people normally are going to be anywhere near. So it's it's a crazy thing to say. And of course, the big tie-in for us is that. He pitched for the lacrosse loggers of the Northwoods League. Oh, did he? He did. How no great way. is that? He was the oh, first God. logger to make it to the major leagues um, when he was with the, the Tigers, in fact. And then uh, went over to Washington. He's been there for a while, got a World Series with the Nats, and uh, the Nats were bad last year. They went mm-hmm. out and t- to try to get things back to normal for them because they've lost, um, was it Rendon or ever, who went to. Uh, I think he went to the Angels, and then um, there was well they, they they sold out to get to the World Series, and they lost a whole bunch of people. Well, I don't know if they really sold out. Those were mostly homegrown guys. They lost Harper right before going to the World Series. No, it's uh, a good point. They did. And they but, kept, but but I mean, but that's how it works out too. Like it, the Brews didn't make the World Series, but I mean, think about those teams that we had that when we had homegrown guys, and then Fielder left. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. the other thing too is like they had it happens when you have success. Yeah, they hemorrhaged one guy. You know, Rendon mm-hmm. was a tough loss. He was basically the team MVP, uh, mm-hmm. and he had an MVP caliber season. And then they lost him, and then it was a sixty game season that screwed up a lot of people, and they never really teams, pulled out yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. And what they did instead is they're like, we need to get back to something like having some more hitters. So they did one year contracts to bring in uh, was it Schwarber. And uh, Jamie Bell, formerly yeah. from, yeah, a cub and a pirate. <laughs> and neither of them are really hitting that well. So mm-hmm. it isn't, ha- it hasn't been helping them at this point. And that's fine by me because it did. It and and let me, re- let me rephrase the sellout. I meant sellout like how the, the, why the Kansas City Chiefs are going through 
um, baseball purgatory right now too, trying to get back to, they've got some good young talent, but to win that world series, they had to peak at the right time. Nationals have the same kind of thing going on where the talent outgrew yeah. their you talent, got, really outgrew their contracts. And you got to so, bring them all up together and you got to try yeah. to hold them for a little and bit. And the Brewers and the Brewers, the Brewers were per, in a perfect place to do that two years ago too. The problem is that they ran into the, Magic Johnson Dodgers that yeah. were stacked and racked and should have won that to... one too. Yeah. yeah. But anyhow, yeah. So, so they get, that's, they get that's those how three. these, these, how these markets have to win. But anyways, so there you yeah, go. Uh, the, just the Nats. I mean, if, if you, if you aren't following them, the Nats don't hit. And I think they said something like they have this Ooh. weird stat where they were one of the highest batting averages in baseball, but they hit in bunches. So like they're going to score 10 runs here and then they'll, they'll lose every close game. Like they have a plus minus of like eight in terms of run scored mm-hmm. or something like that. So, so they get the Brewers at a time when the Brewers get a couple runs. I mean, the Scherzer game, the Brewers got two runs in the first inning and that held. I mean, that basically mm-hmm. they just held for the rest of that time because nobody did anything. Woodruff was amazing. Uh, just they, they couldn't get anything going against him. Uh, they just they looked really really good out there and and just made everything stick. You got to beat those teams. But the thing is, you got to beat the Tigers. And the Brewers did not particularly look like they were ready to do that yesterday, but they managed to pull it out in a game where I was sitting nine rows from the field. Uh, got to see a walk-off. Uh, it's like the second second time I've sat through a walk-off. Uh, the first time Paul Molitor scored the walk-off run. <laughs> so it was a little different this time. This time it was... Uh, uh, it was Nar- uh, Narvaez on third. The, the big talk in that game was the interesting part. Like, Hero was hitting lights out. We talked about this in AAA, just hitting lights yeah, out. Yeah. He's been terrible since he came back up. He doesn't hit mm-hmm. anything. Um, mm-hmm. In that game, he, he hit too hard and right at people and then struck out the third time up. Fourth time he came up was um, the extra inning. And he bunted Narvaez from second to third. Mm-hmm. And you say, like, it, it doesn't actually help you in terms of a baseball sense. They said statistically, um, your ability, like, your uh, run production decreases by bunting that guy over because you give up the out. It, it used right. to be different, but in current baseball, with the amount of strikeouts that happen now, your mm-hmm. run productions. Uh, ex- expected run production decreases by bunting him from second to third and giving up the out. <laughs> like, well, well, the problem the problem with here is that he's going to be an out right now, anyways. So you may yeah. as well have him bunt. And you want him to be part of the solution in that game. Like that's that's the biggest thing. You need him to feel he was part of the win bec- with the mm. bat because he mm. definitely was with the glove. If you didn't watch this game, first off, he had a double play, an unassisted double play, where he's off the base. Ball is ripped to first base. He catches it, falling over, diving over to catch it, and then lands with his glove on the base to get the the force back out at at, uh, first base. Runner on first, catches the ball, glove on the base. Immediate double play. It was was Mm -hmm. really cool to see. But he had a a play in outfield um, in one of the weirdest kind of, I don't know if you call it a triple switch, whatever it was they were doing. Hero goes from first to left. Um, Jackie Bradley Jr. comes in to play center. Shaw goes from... No, Shaw came into the game, I think, to come play first. And 
yeah, it was just just such a weird thing. And then they changed the pitcher, and and all of this is predicated on the fact that uh, it looked like Kane. They were already going to make a switch, is what Council says, but Kane is hurt on the play because it's mm-hmm. a weird one where it's kind of no man's land, pop fly. Kane comes running in, kind of basket catches it, but it's it's a uh, it it just hits in a spot where he ends up kind of tripping and hurting his leg. So he's mm-hmm. on IL today. And I'll tell you, every time I see somebody go on the IL, it's always like a Twitter thing. They're like, uh, Brewer sends so-and-so to IL. Um, I was like, wow, that's just really mean. Like, I know he's not playing well or whatever, but why would you send him to Illinois? That just Illinois. seems, just <laughs> seems <laughs> overly mean. Yeah, Nobody deserves that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, yeah, so that's. It's rough, and it's it's crazy that um, you're still able to then bring in uh, another Gold Glover to go play center. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, yep. yeah, and that's was, and that's and that's one of the positions where you can give up some batting prowess in order to. I mean, center field, a good center fielder, Jackie Bradley. I mean, for the runs he doesn't score, he can probably save you a run or two. I mean, it's frustrating to watch him hit here lately, for yeah. the most part, but. Um, back yeah. to Keston Hero too. I, I was looking. I was trying to find the tweet, and uh, Hardcourt put it out um, at seven thirty. It was I, so that would have been the first couple innings. Keston Hero swings through a ninety-four mile an hour fastball from Boyd in a place he wants mash balls to strike out. Yeah. It's bad, folks. He's one for twenty with eleven Ks. It's coming back up, and yeah. then the very next tweet underneath that says, uh, "Degenerate." says this kid needs to eat some mushrooms and take a spiritual quest or something. It's time to get drastic. And I'm like, I don't know. Not, I don't know if you do that. Yeah. Not doing it's, that. it's not that far off. Like, I don't know what you do. What do you do with Keston Hero, man? I don't know. Like you sent him to triple A and he killed it and he came right back up and just looks lost again. And it, it hasn't. Well, I mean, playing against Washington, that's a very good pitching staff. You give him that. Mm-hmm. But that was, it was basically a, uh, you know, it was basically a bullpen day from Detroit mm-hmm. this last game. They took out right. their starting pitcher after the first, right? Yeah. Uh, on, on game one, and it was just it's crazy. They they just, and then you were sitting there waiting. For, he should have been able to get something on one of those guys. It's not a great pitching staff, and they didn't they didn't play it particularly well. So it's it's just really really weird to see. I, I did hear a good take earlier today. Um, I think it was on Grant Blythe's show uh, out of lacrosse again. Not sure, but I did hear a good take is that maybe part of the problem with why he can't hit is because the Brewers' general lack of scoring means the other team is in every game. So the other team's rolling out their best bullpen players because they're still in it. So your your batters who could use it, like your Jackie Bradleys and your heroes who could use a maybe a break and like maybe have to – deal with you know just your back end bullpen guy who's just out there hucking change-ups just to get you through the game you know used to be knuckleballers but they don't exist anymore but uh yeah um but yeah so um who's that guy from the mets he won the cy young like not even that long ago so it's just like 10 years ago uh ari dickey Ari Dickey, yeah, who would completely change from being a regular pitcher to a knuckleballer and he won the cy young right I mean, we I can look that up. I think so. He and did. then he went to like, was it with, when he was with Toronto or when he was with the Mets? 
one of the, somewhere in there. I'm not, I don't remember which team, but I swear to God, he won a Cy Young. Anyways, that, I mean, that wasn't that long ago, and now there are no. And who's the guy who played for Boston forever? I can't think of his name. Uh, Wakefield. Wakefield. I mean, there's just none anymore. We just don't have knuckleballers anymore. You'd think you'd have one on your staff just to throw in between the 99-mile-an-hour relievers. Anyways. Who's teaching um, a high school kid to throw a knuckleball? <laughs> you know? <laughs> or just a really sloppy knuckle curve that just flops across. <laughs> Anyways. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a great point. Like, when you're in every game, you're not only that, it's, it's burning out the Brewers' bullpen, too. Like, because if you're in every game – Within a couple runs, you can't just let a two-run lead just disappear. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think Hader's going to get burnt out, too. He's out there a lot. <clears throat> yeah, well, see, he came in in another one of these odd ones where he came in in the ninth in a tie game where you're like, well, the next inning you got a runner in second. Wouldn't it be better to use him in an inning where you know you're going to have to deal with a guy on base already? But it, it ended up working out. Uh, Boxberger came in and threw a very good tenth inning. Um, and when is he going? When is he going to get the deal with George Webb? By the way, I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> That's got to happen. Just the Boxberger box of burgers. <laughs> just, I, I don't day know after, why. Day after Burgers win, you get your five burgers for five bucks in a box burger. Yeah, the box burgers. Make a square burger in a square bun. Call it the box burger. I don't know. <laughs> There's got to be well, some way I, of doing this. You, you got to think. You got to think. White Castle's got the patent on the square burger. Nah, anyways, no. Wendy's has square, square they burgers. Square too, burgers. They don't, they don't have a square. Get bun, on it, though. Wendy's. They don't have a square bun though. They just got a square burger. True story. Yeah, uh, but anyhow, yeah. Um, we have to, we have derailed. <laughs> it's fine because I mean the big point is Brewers pitching has still been holding in there. They they get some timely hitting in the last five days and they pull themselves back up. They were. Uh, you know, a game and a half out of first this morning, and a half or and one game out of uh, second place in the division. Yeah. So I mean, like they're hanging there with the Cubs and Cardinals. While while the Pirates and Reds just keep falling further and further away. Yeah. But I mean, like they're they're right in there. They're going to have some stretches. It's going to be a streaky team that's going to test your confidence in mm-hmm. in in the world every well. every week or so. So it's going to get rough, but yeah, it's and, and I don't th- I don't think the Cubs are going to have the staying power. I think they've gotten lucky so far to be where they're at. Cardinals are okay, but I'll tell you what: if you're going to make the playoffs this year, you're going to have to win the Central because the West has all the wild cards. Because with those three, te- with the with the Giants, you know, I can't name another player besides Buster Posey on that team. Baumgartner still plays for him, right? Uh, no, he went shoot. Where did no. he go? Because he he had a an unofficial no hitter, right? One oh, that's right. Because that's right. Because we thought we were gonna try and get Baumgartner. Yeah, he ended up somewhere else. Yeah. Now now I'm just a bad sports podcaster. I don't know what my <laughs> bad bomb was at. Anyways, but yeah, the Giants are sticking around. Um, you know, and then of course you got the Padres and the Dodgers. I'm pretty sure that's how it's gonna work out. Um, so yeah, you're going to have to win the central. I'm guessing. I maybe. mean, maybe we'll have to see. Where and, 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 80, and 88 wins might win the central this year. So, because the, with, with the Cardinals and Brewers and Cubs beating up on each other enough, you know, and yeah, it just might be, that might be it. Yeah. We'll have to see. And I think the Brewers, I mean, getting more chances against the Cardinals and Cubs is going to help because, I think the Brewers are a better team than both of those teams. They'll get to play yes. those guys. Um, 
I'm trying to remember where they got coming up here the next couple of games. Um, do they get the Diamondbacks for a little bit here? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that should be good. Hopefully they can pull off a couple wins against these Diamondbacks and and get that working. Because yeah, you, you got to win the games you're supposed to win, but you, they should beat these these uh, these Tigers today. It's just kind of ridiculous. Um, they're getting low here. They'll finish before we end the, our podcast here, but you'll already know what happens by the time you guys hear it. It's already two outs in the ninth. Travis Shaw, man, uh, if you're watching it on GameCast, it looks like he got hit in the head four times on the pitches that came in from Soto because <laughs> he definitely came in high. Soto came in high on um, on Yelich the other day on uh, you know 99, 98, you know right right at the head, mm-hmm. and the the Tigers fan behind us at times like. Like, hey, that was that's fine. You know, it's okay. Don't worry, guys. He wasn't trying to hit him. He's just he's just kind of wild. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> he's like, he's what, not there. He just doesn't know where it's going. What stinks is that the fact that if the Brewers just score seven runs in most games this year, they would have won. Yeah. They'd I mean, be the best team in baseball if they could just get seven runs. All they had to do was not so. have a second inning where they give up six to the Tigers. Mm-hmm. I mean, home runs from two home runs by scope today. That's yeah. that's not allowed. That is against the rules of baseball. Jonathan right. Scope can't hit two home runs in a game. I watched him play a full season for the Brewers, and he never <laughs> did that garbage. Yeah, another what season with the Twins. I just um, yeah. don't believe this. Uh, um, but uh, Tyrone Taylor did have home, two home runs today, though. That was nice to see. So, yeah, um, yeah June June for the Brewers, a four-game set against the Diamondbacks start, then the Reds for three, Gotta Pirates for three, Reds for three more. Um, Got to win all those. At Reds and then Pirates and then home against the Reds and then at Rockies for another four game set and then uh, they uh, wrap up the end of the month with the uh, Diamondbacks again. So I mean, come on, boys! If there's a time to strike while the iron's hot, this is it. I mean, if you if you if you go, you know, you've won eight out of the last ten. Sorry, seven out of the last three as of the results now, but. Uh, or seven out, of, seven out of the last seven and three in the last ten. Um, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you can't. You, this 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 month has to be a twenty and ten month. They're saying though. I mean, now eight and three essentially in the you know the Willie Adamas era after the trade. Oh my God! Why why have we not talked about him at any point up to now? <laughs> he's done very well. Uh, oh my! Strikes yeah, out, yes. strikes out swinging in the ninth. But uh, the other thing that gets me with this team is the amount of pitches they watch. Like the the amount of strikes, they're like, well, ah, man, down the middle, huh? Kind of like it a little further outside. You're like, man, oh man, just and the the amount of watch strikes on strike three is is something that just it does bother me. Maybe it shouldn't. It's how baseball is being played now, but man, does that bother me? <laughs> it just, oh, I I don't know, but we'll see. Um, either way. Brewers having a nice little streak here. It'll be nice to see if they can keep this going, even if they, they it doesn't look like they pull it out today. But, uh, oh, no, there it is. That's the end. Uh, Yelich, Yelich well, strikes way- out with a runner on first. Uh, Brewers lose 10-7. Rough game. Lauer gives up six in the second. You, it's hard to overcome that with this team. But still, you scored seven. You should have won. Colton Wong hits two home runs. You have to win that game. Colton yeah, Wong Col- has Col- four Col- home Col- runs on the season now. Two of them today. Colton Wong and, like I said, uh, Taylor also yeah, hit. Yeah, mm. just that's it's terrible. 
I mean, Taylor was two for four. They were both solo shots, but <laughs> and then Colton Wong, you know, Colton Wong, two for five. Colton Wong's having a season, man. Holy smokes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if it wasn't for all the garbage that we went, I mean, with Urias and everything else like that, if they would have just kept Arcia in the first place and just went and got Adamas or however it worked out, like, it'd be great. Like, this Adamas kid, he can stick around forever, man. Like, or, oh, yeah. he's great and he's a good fielder. And I mean, it's just so much talent gone. And, you know, with, especially with the relievers we lost to get Adamas and with everything we lost for Urias. I mean, the only homegrown talent we have on this team anymore at this point on offense is Kestaddy. And that's it. And he struck out three times today. Where's the golden sombrero today? Just, yeah, it's rough. I mean, he's <laughs> back to AAA now, man. Yeah, it's got to be. I don't know what to do. I mean, just like, just go no, like that dude said on Twitter. Take some mushrooms and go have a journey, have a vision quest or something, because it's it's we're to that point right now. Like, like Vogelbach is not a step down at this point. He is a step back up. Right. I mean, I just it, and it's it's heartbreaking because he was just so good. He was a revelation that that year he came up and just did so much that first year, and he was even still pretty good though, showing some signs of. Of, of people kind of figuring him out last year. But, man, he can't figure – he can't do it this year. And I don't know why, but he's got to go figure himself out. He was and, raking in AAA. And, you know, yeah. the the difference between AAA and the majors is a, a razor's edge for yeah. the most part. Like, it's, it's, it's not – it's markedly less, but, I mean, there's still – I mean, that's a lot of people who come up and down from – the majors. I mean, there's people who've had entire careers in AAA baseball. I mean, it's not like you shouldn't be going from raking to striking out 11 times out of 20 at bats. Like I could see like going from raking to being average, you know, yeah. like th- there's going to be a step down, but like man, a Shevitz, like to go from just absolutely killing it in AAA. Like this dude's way too good to be here. Bring him back up to the majors too. This guy should be in rookie ball the way he looks at the plate in the majors. Like he's in his own head. Uh, It's don't know what to do about it. Yeah. It's just, it's just so much going on. I I mean, maybe do something drastic. Maybe send him all the way down to like double a or something like that and just let him work it out. Yeah. Like, I don't know. All right. Um, Not much else to talk about anything else. Um, Roger still hasn't been traded because nobody's going to trade him. No, I mean, the, I love the 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 one bit that came up where they're like, "Oh my goodness, uh, somebody just like the guy he's with in Hawaii tweeted congratulations on signing with the with the Packers," and we're just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just whatever, just it's absolute garbage." Like, who cares? I don't care about that. I, he's, it's just too much. Dude, he dude, he is power tripping hard right now, and it's like and it's very noticeable, like in the polls, like the, the, just the, you know, the the completely non um, scientific polls on Twitter. Like at first, everybody was on Team Aaron's side, then everyone swung to Team Packer side, and yeah. now after the interview with Kenny Maine, I think everyone's on the can we just get this over with team? Like team, this needs to be done. Yeah. I guess the other thing that did come up is um, Ches Ches Melusi for the Badgers is a transfer now 
uh, just just uh, joined the uh, the Badgers now, and I think he's he said he is now the second transfer to come to Wisconsin. Uh, I'm trying to remember the other name. Isaac Townsend was a defensive end from Oregon. Uh, Melosi is a running back from Clemson. Uh, hmm. In he's got three years of eligibility left. He hmm. committed today, Monday. Uh, did his official visit and committed. Uh, he was playing with Clemson. He had uh, 427 yards rushing, six touchdowns as a backup, and then averaged six yards per carry. And he also caught five passes for 38 yards and a touchdown. All right, let's get more legs. I like that yards per average for a backup. Well, That's yeah, good. get him and you know and, and Berger and and just you know you need more guys who can take more reps and do like what they did when they had you know. Gordon and Ball and White. So, like, let's find ways to get all of these athletes the ball. We'll line one of them up wide and jet sweep these guys. We'll just do something to make you have to defend the whole field. I know Paul Chris can find ways to just take athletic guys and find ways to get them the ball. And, yeah, let's do something with it. You know, maybe and maybe this is something that'll help out like the second tier teams like Wisconsin. And, you know, there's been lots of discussion about, you know, the top tiers versus, you know, the second tiers that you know just can't the, the, everybody versus Ohio State, Alabama, yeah. all those teams we I don't yeah. have talked about. It. Basically, SEC. Maybe this transfer portal is a good way to get some of these kids that decide to go. Hey, I'm going to go play for the. I'm going to go play for Alabama, and then they get there and they're they're the best kid in their state. <laughs> but they get to Alabama and they're buried six, sixth on the depth chart because everyone wants to go to Alabama. You know, like yeah. Now they go, well, I'm never going to play here. Like, yeah, if, if I ever become the starter at this school, you know, like Alabama had, what, 31 of the 32 draft, first-round draft picks this year or something like that. Yeah, like if you ever get to be the starter on the team, you'll get drafted. But, you know, yeah. or, you, or you just sit there on the you just sit there on the JV squad just yeah. being, being mashed by the first-team defense, you know. So, you know. So kids, I mean, and kids make, they're, they're 17, 18 years old now. They have, now most of them have agents or some sort of representation if they're any kind of a good player. But I mean, you pick the wrong school, you get there, you don't like you don't like how things work there. You don't like the the culture or you, you, you just do realize you're buried and you go, why can't I go play like at Wisconsin? Like I just read an article the other day that Wisconsin needs, you know, a left oh. guard and I'm a really good left guard, you know, let, let's get the, let's get the heck out of here. Let's go play yeah. in Wisconsin. So, I mean, that's one of the positives is transfer port transfer portal. Um, yeah, I, this, and, and this kid was, when he came out of high school, he was ranked as the 14th best running back in that class. He was a four-star recruit. He had offers from Notre Dame, LSU, Auburn, Michigan, you know, USC, uh, A&M, and of course, Clemson. I'm if if they ever come out with that new NCAA football game, I'm never going to play the dynasty mode because it's so hard to keep track of just kids coming out of high school. Now you have to do transfer portal, and what kind of goofy programming is that going to be when your kid just leaves your school after his freshman year? Yeah. They yeah. transferred yeah. anyhow; just it wasn't quite the same. I think they're just making it easier to do because then you can actually go and recruit them, kind of things. You didn't jump on the EA Sports NCAA football bit that I just said. No, I know that's saying but like with EA Sports, you always could do that. There were always you know, like there would just be oh, guys yeah, who were yeah. like, hey, I want to transfer in. And you're like, yeah, whatever. OK, 
But oh, now you'll actually get here. to actively spend time recruiting people no. who transfer portal and all that. Yeah. Who is the kid? Who is the basketball player from Wisconsin that took forever? He came from Ohio State to Wisconsin. Um, P- uh, Potter. Potter. Yeah. After after his debacle, that was crazy. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to use some strong language on here. Go to H NCAA. Ooh. Like after that oh. went. After. <laughs> After after that happened, like I'm like you know the way that the 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 arbitrary way that he got hosed when other players were like transferring after a month, like he just got strung out for no good reason whatsoever. Yeah, and uh, yeah, bring on the transfer portal. If you don't like the school you're at, you can leave. I would like to think that there could is is it a limit of one transfer or is that I, what it is? I'm not sure. I'm not fully up on that rule. I I'm guess, not though. fully up on it. I, if they could like play four years at four different schools. Over the course of four <laughs> calendar years, I'm not about that. But like some of these freshman kids that you know can just need to get out of a bad situation or just find a place that they can play, or even like even go just like to, to, to like the Boise States of the world or Utah because they have no running backs and you know you can go play there. You got one shot at playing football, and then guess what? Your body is done with it at 30, anyways, for most yeah. people. So, all right. Well, I think we nailed just about everything, Aaron. Um, Nothing else too big to, to talk about. Uh, we did love um, Aaron and I going back and forth to Twitter a little bit, talking about the fact that we apparently accidentally invaded a Bulgarian factory today with our military. Um, uh, yeah. That's pretty – we've all had bad days in the Army. I never invaded Bulgaria accidentally. Uh-huh. So well, I got that I going did, for I- me. I, and I didn't mean to bring up during the Packer bit today that everyone complains about how the Packers off seasons were always boring and they never did anything. And this year, this year before the off season even started, they signed the best tackle in football. They signed a top five running back and they made an offer to an MVP quarterback. Yeah. 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 Still talking to him too. Still talking to him. Still working that one out. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you again for another careful what week, you ask everybody. for. <laughs> Thank you again, and uh, make sure you go follow us. You can follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host, and you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. Uh, wherever it is that you download us, uh, please remember to download, listen, rate, and review us. The reviews do help other people find the podcast. And again, wherever it is that you are uh, in Wisconsin, the United States, and all around the world, remember uh, whether you're on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.